Welcome, welcome everyone to the first episode of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart, joined by our founders, Dr. Miranda Kitterlin Lynch and Mr. Leon Thomas. Stay tuned, you do not want to miss it. Once again, welcome everyone. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart, joined by Miranda and Leon, and our special guest, Mr. Brian Barker. Leon and the team, come on in. Hey, Oren, thank you. Thank you for being our studio host. We appreciate it. Miranda, this is our first show. We're about to rock it. What do you think? I am so excited, and I'm so excited to kick off our first show with such an amazing guest. Yeah, Brian Barker is our, our first guest here on the first episode of Checking In, a Lodging DEI chat. Brian, thanks for being with us. Oh, it's an honor and a privilege to be with you. Uh, my colleague, uh, Dr. Miranda Kittling Lynch, thank you for, for, for having me. And Leon, great to, to meet you. I've heard lots of great things. I, I know you and Miranda have been doing some work together. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to be with you all on your inaugural launch. This is exciting. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Miranda, you've known Brian longer than I have because I just met him like 30 seconds ago. Why don't <laughs> you go ahead and give him a formal introduction and, and talk some about how you guys work together and then I'll chime in from time to time. You guys go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So Brian holds a really special role at the Chaplin School of Hospitality and Tourism at FIU. Um, he is our first endowed professor of DE&I. He is also um, kind of spearheading the launch of our new DEI Alliance, AHEAD. And Brian, do you want to fill in some more details on that? Because uh, we just had a really, really exciting first meeting of our council. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Miranda, for that uh, introduction. So, yes, I mean, it's it's a prestigious honor. I mean, both my, my title uh, as well as to, you know, be the director and launch, help launch ahead. Um, so we are the first hospitality program with an endowed professorship of diversity, equity, inclusion here at FIU. Uh, and a lot of credit needs to be given to a lot of folks. But first and foremost, Dean Chang, uh, he's been a thought leader in the space. Uh, and there are many other individuals who came together and, and suggested that there was a need uh, to, to have diversity, equity, inclusion, education as a part of a hospitality program. Uh, one of the, the, the benefactors, uh, if you will, is Southern Glacier Wine and Spirits. That's the namesake uh, for our institution. Um, a few years ago, about two years ago, they did what was called an idea distillery. Uh, and one of the ideas that emanated from, uh, that, uh, from that process was the need to have diversity, equity, inclusion, education, uh, at the Chaplin School. So I launched the inaugural course uh, last year, and now we're in our second iteration of it. Uh, and now, as Miranda mentioned, just this past Friday, we concluded the first meeting for the AHEAD uh, Council. And AHEAD is an acronym, which stands for the Alliance for Hospitality and Equity Diversity. Uh, so this is a very uh, important initiative 
that is being launched and anchored at FIU, Chaplin School of Hospitality, but it is a national initiative. And so we have some, some really phenomenal thought leaders from across the country, from many of the top senior hospitality organizations and associations, as well as academic institutions. So we, we brought and curated this very special list of talent together um, so that we could have multiple voices in a room and really approach a very big problem, uh, which is the lack of, of diversity and equity and inclusion uh, across the ecosystem of hospitality. So I'm, I'm really thrilled and honored to, uh, to lead this charge. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I, I've seen when we talk about uh, diversity across hospitality is it seems like that every hospitality brand or franchise company, Hilton Choice, Marriott, um, and even the management companies, everyone was trying to kind of do their their own thing. And it sounds like you're bringing everyone together to have a universal conversation. And it just seems like that's going to be the way to go, that you guys are are going to be doing something that's really going to help and provide opportunity. Is Was that th- part of it when you thought about bringing folks in not only from your university, but other other areas? Absolutely, Leon. And, you know, there there are many initiatives that are that are out there. And, and I certainly want to recognize and give credit to to all of them. You know, recently retired David Kong, um, you know, from Best Western has been a pioneer in this space as well as he has launched what's called the DEI Advisors Initiative. And I've had the great privilege of being on a call with him a couple of times some of the members who are a part of the advisors initiative as we all know uh howard university was was the the benefactor for uh the arnie Sorensen gift that came from the marriott foundation and we're thrilled to have the the inaugural executive director ashley johnson serve on our council so yes we are aware that there are many initiatives that are out there um, but what we hope um, is that we we want to be a hub to house many of these initiatives, but also to really help these initiatives, you know, seek optimization, um, because there are so many great initiatives like NSMH, the National Society of Minorities and Hospitality. That organization has been around for many years, uh, and we certainly want to engage with NSMH uh, to create a stronger pipeline through NSMH. Um, while, of course, we are not a part, you know, formally a part of it. So, um, you know, I've had, you know, 20 plus years of engaging in in DEI within the hospitality space. And I've had the great privilege of of working very closely with many of these organizations. And uh, so, yes, to answer your question, we, we gave a lot of thought and consideration into how we can collectively come together uh, and, and really create something that's going to be meaningful, sustainable, um, but also, as I think what we're all interested in doing, something that's going to move the needle. And so we're, we're really, uh, you know, have, a, have almost like a laser focus on, on, on understanding some of the things that need to be done that's going to really create change across the hospitality ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can I just say, sitting in that room with the council members last Friday, it was just an incredible experience. We have some amazing people at the table. And I truly believe that everyone in that room, they, they don't just want to talk. They want to put things into action. So I have so much optimism about all the incredible things that I think we're going to be able to do. Absolutely, Miranda. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, it, 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 was, it was really, you know, just phenomenal, as you mentioned. Great synergies across the board from, from so many of us who were, you know, in the room. 
um, and, and, and people just really ready to roll up their sleeves and, and, and really make, you know, impact. Um, you know, I don't certainly don't want to turn this into an AHEAD infomercial, but, you know, we have five strategic pillars, you know, that we're, we're really excited about. You know, one, of course, is going to be our membership drive. Uh, as well as fundraising. I mean, I think we all recognize to create, you know, change, there, there's going to be resources required. Um, another pillow is, pillar is going to focus on recruitment. Um, you know, college enrollments are, are, are certainly, you know, we're seeing a progressive decline and we're seeing uh, a, a disproportionate decline of minority students in, in, in hospitality, which is why we have the AHLA Foundation on board and a member of our council you know, because we know that they are deeply committed to changing perspectives. But we, through AHEAD, you know, we want to be the boots on the ground for their marketing initiative. Um, many hospitality programs are challenged in that their admissions and recruitment professionals <clears throat> many times know very little about hospitality. I mean, I, I think both of you as, as professionals and, and folks who have been, you know, in this industry, you know, you still will meet a person and, and when, when asked about, you know, what does hospitality mean? Most people will just think, you know, hotels and restaurants, but our industry is so much more broad and so much more complex with so many, you know, a lambreth of, of opportunities. And so, you know, we, we want to, one of our objectives and strategic pillars is to create our own recruitment team that will be a national team recruiting for all of our AHEAD University members uh, this will be someone very knowledgeable about our industry and who can help students make the best selection for the best school, uh, you know, for, for, for their specific needs and desires. So, um, and then very briefly, you know, we, we want to also focus on professional development. As I mentioned earlier, you know, uh, organizations like the DEI Advisors, you know, many hospitality professionals just need a good mentor. And so we want to be able to leverage organizations like that, um, as well as organizations like CCAP um, and, and, and many other organizations that exist that are doing the work. We want to assist our AHEAD scholars uh, to get involved and get acclimated with the, the right organizations that will lead to their, you know, professional development and then lastly, you know, the two final pillars are partnership and belonging. And so there will be a lot of strategic partners that we will be announcing uh, that we're really excited about. Uh, and then creating belonging. You know, belonging is really an outcome, in my opinion. You know, a lot of organizations try to, you know, talk about belonging and, and, and reach belonging. But belonging to me is a result of having equal um, equal proportions of diversity, equity, inclusion. So you can't skip over the equity piece and hope that people feel that they belong because if they don't see themselves within the organization, if they don't feel valued within the organization, then they're certainly not going to feel that they belong. So we're, we're really excited. It's been a long time coming and we're really thrilled to, uh, to, to finally launch this national initiative. All right. So Let's, Brian, let, let's talk about this. Tell us, what was your background? What did you do before you came to F, FIU? Yeah, absolutely. I love that question. So uh, just moving uh, chronologically backwards, um, immediately before coming to FIU, I was uh, a full-time instructor at DePaul University. Um, I taught there for now, about... Was that, that DePaul as in D-E-P-A-U-L or as in Illinois? Is that DePaul with a W as in Indiana? Which, where, where were you? 
uh, the former Chicago, the Paul, okay, all right, Paul, the Paul Blue Demons in Chicago, <laughs> Illinois. Um, yes, yes, there's, there's quite a similarity between those two schools. So, uh, or at least in terms of the pronunciation of them. So, yes, uh, DePaul University private uh, um, Vincentian uh, Catholic School um, is where I, where I served for about eight years. Um, I also was the advisor, actually the the um, inaugural advisor for that chapter. I helped launch the chapter of NSMH, again, National Society of Minorities and Hospitality, uh, and did a few other things uh, while I was there. Um, prior to that, I had a brief stint in a nonprofit. While I was at DePaul, I got my master's in multicultural organizational communication. Um, and, and after, you know, completing my degree, I went to work for a small nonprofit in Evanston, but I argued that it was still hospitality. We, we provided clinical mental health services and housing for mentally ill adults. Uh, and to me, that really is the essence and the origin of hospitality, uh, is, is really helping people who are most vulnerable, oftentimes when they're away from home, uh, in that nonprofit, it just so happened these individuals did not have a home. So, uh, and then prior to that, I, I worked uh, in the lodging space, mostly with Four Seasons Hotels and Resorts. So out of college, I, I went to work directly for Four Seasons in Philadelphia as an operational manager, did all of the rooms division track. Eventually, I made my way to Four Seasons Miami, where I was front office manager and helped lead that hotel to the attainment of its first five diamond award uh, recognition. Um, the front office is perhaps one of the, the largest sort of uh, uh, graded areas when it comes to five diamond award recognition. So um, that was truly one of the feathers in my professional cap of, of helping that hotel um, reach that, uh, that status because it had not done it in the five years that it existed prior. So, so yeah, so that's a little bit about my background. I went to hospitality school at Bethune-Cookman, a historically black college in Daytona Beach, Florida. I served three years on a national board uh, with NSMH, uh, two years as um, parliamentarian, and my final year was as the national vice chair. Um, so yeah, so in a nutshell, that's a, that's a little bit about my, my journey in, in the industry. Yeah, right on. Now, Miranda, can I, I want to follow up just on one thing you said. Brian, you said Vincentian High School? Uh, Vin no, DePaul University is a Vincentian Catholic. School. Oh, okay, okay. Now I got you. Okay. The denomination oh, okay. of Catholicism is is Vincentian. Vincentian. So I spent eight years there. I learned a little ah. bit about Vincentian values and culture, which is deeply connected to hospitality in terms of, you know, treating other people the way that you want to be, you know, treated. I mean, that that those values really do translate well into the hospitality industry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. All right. So I'm going to ask some kind of non-hospitality related questions, and then I'll toss it to Miranda for some other questions. So Brian, <laughs> do you have, do you have a athletic allegiance, like a favorite team? You know, I love all sports. Um, the U S opening, the U S open is happening now. I'm a huge tennis fan. Okay. Um, but I don't I wouldn't say I have one particular allegiance. In terms of playing, I played and enjoyed playing tennis the most. Uh -huh. Historically growing up, watching football was always um, you know, where I found pleasure. Okay. But I love all sports. And uh so so yes, and I'm from Chicago. I am from Chicago. Uh -huh. 
there's a, a small affinity to Chicago teams. Okay. But in my adult world, I've realized that it's all a business. And so now I just, you know, <laughs> I enjoy sports of any, right. you know, of any team. I'm, I'm less okay. allegiance to my hometown and mm-hmm. more just I root right. for certain players. Okay. Sorry to be so, so, so yeah. lame in that response. Right. Uh, it's not lame. It's, it's just that I think you're, you're, you're remembering that this is an episode that will be on the internet forever. And if you ever decide to run for political office, we can always pull it. And so this way you're, you're protecting yourself. You're, you're making it, you're being all cool. I just have one more and then Miranda, I'll let you go. What's your favorite food, Brian? Man, that is a really great question. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just going to say, you know what, I'm a Midwest young person. I still consider myself a young person. So I'm going to go with a nice steak and baked potato. Right on. You can't go wrong with that. That's, I mean, that's always going to be a great option, right? <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Medium. So for, for, for anybody wondering, okay. I'm going to take it medium, right? Because you know, I know if, you, if it's well done and you get buried for that, um, so, so, so medium is my sweet spot. Right on. Yep. Miranda. You know, I noticed that about you when we had dinner Thursday night, because I too like a medium steak. And when I heard that, I was like, Oh, I'm in a safe space. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I know you get judged for, for ordering a, a well done steak. Which, <laughs> when I was a kid, you know, you, you didn't want a pink, you didn't want pink steak, but uh, as I progressed in my 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 palate has refined a bit. I've I've come around to understanding that medium is where you get the most flavor. So yes, so, yes. agreed. So let me ask you: in your industry experience, I know that you mentioned um, the value of mentorship, and I'm a huge proponent of mentorship, coaching, advocacy, etc. Did do you feel that you received that in your industry journey? Industry journey, yeah. There are a few. There are a few mentors. So you know. I, I hate to be partial, you know, working at FIU, but this is actually one of the attributes that I that I hope that we can create inside of a head. You know, at HBCUs, many students really do latch on to their favorite professor and, and oftentimes for a lifetime. Um, I, I would hope that non-HBCU, you know, universities, you know, students have that same experience. But I was able to latch on to, uh, you know, Dr. Um, Ernest Boger, he's an icon in the industry, um, and I've always been able to call him up. Once I got to Four Seasons, uh, I did find another mentor, gentleman, he's still with the company, uh, Tony Rodriguez. Um, he's like a regional director of sales and marketing. He was always a friend and an ally, and so somebody I could I could call up when you know when I needed advice, particularly during critical times in my career. So that's that's critical. I mean, it's not just that they're going to be a mentor, but you know that they can also sponsor sponsor you and be an ally for you when you're not in the room. Um, and then you know, of course, you know, in in academia, mentorship is important as well. And I'm I'm very thrilled to actually be on this Zoom now with one of my mentors. So. Uh, so Dr. Kittling has been a great resource helping me navigate, you know, FIU. I think we're like the fifth largest, you know, institution in the country. Uh, so it is a big place and there, there are many, you know, places to, to, to navigate around the institution. So, so mentorship is, is vital uh, to any person's career, not just in the DEI space, but um, regardless of, 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 you know, where you are. Mm-hmm. It's interesting you would say that Dr. Kittelin Lynch is your mentor. You're not the first person that I've heard say that. 
And so when, when I hear her, Miranda, when I hear you say you're, you're very much into mentorship, and then I hear so many people saying that you do it, you are, you are walking, walking the talk. And we're talking about mentors. I'd like to give a shout out to two of mine, Dr. Dave Sonoka a professor of sport management at Robert Morris University. Um, he was one of my mentors and Brian, you used the term latch onto. Um, I've latched onto him and it's been a long, 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 long time since uh, he was a one of my teachers, one of my professors, but we're still connected and talk about once a week now. And the other one in the business was Mark Zelaznik. He works for Vista Host Hotel Management. Um, he's the vice president of revenue management for them. And so those two, were, were my mentors. And when you talk about the importance of having it at work and, and in academia, um, yeah, it's a, it's a very important thing to, to have. So I'm glad you, glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very critical piece to have. Yeah. yeah I couldn't agree more. I absolutely would not be where I am in life or career anywhere without my mentor, Dr. Jerome Magrusa over in Hawaii. Um, and if you are sitting, if you are listening to this and you do not have a mentor, Find one. Somebody wants to help you. Email me. I will help you. If you are listening to this and you do not have one or more mentees, look out there for the people that want help. I promise you there are some amazing connections that could be made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just to piggyback on that point. So in, in, in the DEI course that I that I teach at FIU, we, we really do sort of take a survey approach to diversity, equity, inclusion and cover a number of different topics. Um, and so I try to also bring in, you know, some of the some some great industry professionals, you know, who can complement some of those topics. And part of the learning requirement and objective for the students is that they're required to engage with those professionals on LinkedIn uh, and then to choose one of those professionals to have a one on one conversation with. Because, you know, you never know where those conversations can go. And my goal, my objective, I didn't make it an objective for the course, but my goal is that through some of these one-on-one -on -one conversations that there will be some mentor-mentee uh, type of relationships that get created. Um, because it's, you know, as, as, as professionals, you know, we, we always aspire to have a student reach out to us and, 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 and let us know, you know, that they admire our journey. And, and when professionals are told that, they naturally take a liking to that young person and then want to see the best for that young person. So um, I really do try to build it uh, into my pedagogy to 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 foster and facilitate, you know, these mentor mentee type of relationships through 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 learning. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. I love that. LinkedIn is a very powerful tool. Right, Leon? Yes, it is. <laughs> we, we, you know, uh, Brian, I don't know if you're aware of the full story, but that's one of the ways that Miranda and I met. Um, there was a, a post on LinkedIn about a DEI conversation that she was hosting uh, back in 2000, I think, 2020, right? And I attended the event and she and I connected on LinkedIn and that's what kind of brought us together. So when you say LinkedIn, we kind of both were, I mean, I know we're supposed to look at the camera. We were kind of both looking at each other going, yeah, yeah, yeah. This stuff really, really works. Yeah. And, and you know, you mentioned that you, you're advising students to make connections. You never know what's going to happen. You never know how the relationship's going to grow, um, how that professional is looking for someone like you. But as you both have said, 
professionals want to help students. Absolutely. They want to help. And when they get that contact that says, hey, will you help me? Or can you help me with this? Can you look at my resume or whatever? Um, I know when I get those inquiries, I, I love it. I love it. So, yeah, thank you for, for doing that and, and encouraging folks to do so. I just have one, one more thing. Um, Brian, in, in our industry, there's been so much talk the last two years about we need to do this, we need to do that, things need to change, right? You're familiar with all those conversations. And I'm so thrilled to hear that uh, FIU is doing something and is bringing people together to make things happen, to make change, to get people on the same page and, and how to do it. When you look at your long-term goals, what what key measurement factors will you use to determine if what you're doing is working? Yeah, no, that's a great question. KPIs, uh, that's something that we, we we talk through quite frequently. So, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we have we have five pillars, and so for each of those pillars, there there are KPIs, right? So fundraising, right? I mean, the first thing, one of our first initiatives out of the gate, we're we're going to look at is 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 how can we fund recruitment. Um, and, and, and so there is a, a 5M, you know, price tag that's associated with sort of the full sort of kit and caboodle, right? In terms of if we want four regional recruiters and we've done some numbers, crunched the numbers in terms of how many could the, how many students, uh, could those recruiters recruit? So we have KPs around that. Um, and, and, and then in terms of professional development, there's a couple of different programs that I've, that I've, um, kind of created. One is the one through my DEI course. We hope that as we recruit members, so other academic partners, we will be able to share curriculum. So we have some KPIs around how many schools and university partners that we want to have. And we, we're we not like out, you know, trying to recruit right now because we really want to make sure that our house is in order first. So before joining, before other academic schools can join ahead we are going to be very intentional and methodical about what are the requirements to join ahead because we don't want this to just be another run-of-the-mill you know alliance or association we need university partners to be committed so by the end of uh, 2023 we hope to have 20 members fully onboarded and with that will some of the core requirements is that there will be committed to sharing curriculum around diversity equity inclusion they will be committed to allowing faculty members to provide guest lectures at other institutions. So there are a number of KPIs for each of our strategic pillars that we will look at to, to be able to measure our success. One other of the uh, professional development pieces, I've, I've designed a piece about the lack of diverse, both Hispanic and Black general managers. Uh, you know, Particularly right now, it's a challenge in South Florida for full service hotels. So I've designed a six-week program, which really focuses on uh, that connection between senior-level operational managers and asset managers and hotel owners. Um, you know, there is, a, there is that, that orientation piece that we think is missing. So we have some KPIs around each of our, you know, respective programs that will let us know how successful we are uh, in each of our five pillars. So you know, we're really thrilled to do the work. And, and, and I have to tell you both Leon and Miranda that, you know, as I consider, you know, you know, weighing the option of taking this position, it was that in mind that, that I, I had in mind that I didn't want to just be a part of another DEI initiative. 
you know, because quite frankly, in the academia space, and I know that times are changing, but historically, you know, it's almost been sort of a, a, a burden in your career as an academic, because what it suggests is that your work, your research, your scholarship um, is only applied to a very small population. And, and a lot of scholars have suggested that it then makes your work not generalizable to the masses. And I think we know that we're in a different space now, that but whether it be the S&P 500 and NASDAQ, you know, there's also some research that I often point to out of the Federal Reserve, out of San Francisco, that lack of diversity, equity, inclusion now, you know, is a, it's, it's a cost. It's a liability. If you're not doing it well, um, it, it hinders GDP. And I'd love to, you know, submit a reference, you know, for your, your viewers, but the um, Federal Reserve out of San Francisco suggests that it has cost the U.S. economy from 1990 until today $70 trillion, the lack of diversity, equity, inclusion around ethnic and gender diversity. And so I really want to, you know, put forward that, you know, this movement is sustainable and it's viable, but it, 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 it's also no longer just about corporate social responsibility, but we're now moving into a place of fiscal responsibility. So, um, so that's a, a long way to answer your, your, your very poignant question. I'm so glad that you brought that up because for many decision makers, it, their decision is going to revolve around the dollar sign, right? Absolutely. So if we yeah, can people exactly what you said, it's not just about being are doing the right thing. It's going to make you money. <laughs> Absolutely, and that's critical. You know, I'm, I'm my motto as I as I take on this this work. You know, it's I'm I'm not trying to change people's hearts and minds, right? That's but, you know, it's about the pocketbook, right? Understand how can you be a better leader? How can you be a better manager to your stakeholders? And, and now the business case is clear. You know, you have to be more diverse. You have to be more equitable if you truly want to lead in your, in your respective field. So, so thank you for, for, for that uh, emphasis, um, Miranda. Mm -hmm. Brian, thank you so much for joining me and Miranda for the first episode of checking in a lodging DEI chat. Now, Brian, if folks want to get more information or to contact you, how do they, how do they do that? What's the Abs contact? Absolutely. Great. Thank you for that. So yes, uh, email is, is a great way. My, my first name is Brian, last name Barker. So B and then Barker at FIU.edu. And then Ahead does have a landing page. It's housed in FIU's uh, website. So what I encourage people to do, and as of now, it still is the first to populate, um, is to just do a quick search on Ahead, A-H-E-D, and FIU, and the website will populate. But uh, the, the actual website is, is listed there. Uh, it can be found through going to you know, FIU's Chaplain School of Hospitality and then filtering through about and then you'll find a, a link for AHEAD. So those are two great ways to uh, reach out to me as well as to engage with AHEAD. You know, we, we're really thrilled. Our council is, 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 we have a phenomenal council of which, you know, Miranda is the inaugural Blooming Brands DEI fellow um, as Blooming Brands is, is one of our partners. So, um, so we're really thrilled to, to be in this space and thank you for providing this platform for us to talk a little bit more about AHEAD. And I wish you all great success. I mean, we, we need this sort of very consistent 
um, you know, platform that's going to focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, because so many people still think that, you know, this is just going to be, you know, uh, a fad. But, you know, organizations who are truly committed and understanding the, the revenue potential, they're going to constantly find ways to engage and to make their organizations much more uh, diverse and robust in, in the DEI space. So, so thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. This has been great. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. Let's go to our studio host, Oren. I want to thank you all for joining us for our first episode of Checking In, a Lodging DEI Chat. I'm your studio host, Oren Stewart, joined by our founders, Dr. Miranda Kittlin Lynch, Mr. Leon Thomas, and our special guest today, Mr. Barker. Thank you all. Hope you enjoyed. See you next week.